Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Double trouble using terrorism alert levels for COVID. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Yes, we're back to 9 11 all over again. We are, uh, do you remember? I trust you remember that right after 9 11, a color-coded alert system was made uh, to warn us about the different levels of alert that we should be on in regard to terrorism. Well, (laughs) now um, we're going to be doing, or actually I should say some places have already uh, formulated a color-coded alert system for coronavirus. Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Is it making you scared because it's bringing, it's triggering the PTSD when we had the color alert system for terrorism? Uh, is it time to be afraid, be very afraid that terrorists are coming? Well, um, I'm actually going to talk to you today. I'm going to remind you about the, uh, the 9-11 Uh, color alert system that we had, the Homeland Security Advisory System that we had. Um, And then I'm going to tell you about the system that the UK has developed in regard to coronavirus and that Dallas, Texas has developed in regard to coronavirus. And you will see some interesting um, similarities and and difference similarities in the threat levels and similarities in the criticisms that these threat levels have received. Nobody seems to be happy, whether it was 9-11 or uh, coronavirus, nobody seems to be happy with the levels, except that um, I think that they are useful to sort of be a, a simple uh, way of um, giving us an idea of what is going on. I mean, you know, when, when you get scared, it's very difficult you know, to, um, to look at things in a very detailed kind of way. You know, when the terrorists attack, you don't want to start going to your uh, dictionary or Wikipedia or wherever you would go, um, or so I'm sure some government website, to uh, decipher exactly what that threat level is. Uh, Same thing with if there was a sudden increase in the number of coronavirus cases, you don't really have the patience to um, go look and see all the details 
of coronavirus, you know, the th different threat levels, colors. Now, before I get into the different threat levels, though, I want to talk about um, the, you know, it's sort of an irony that we are talking about having uh, similar color-coded levels, alert levels, for coronavirus and for terrorism, because um, there is a, a strong warning about how coronavirus is really uh, giving food for thought uh, to terrorists. I mean, I've talked about in previous podcasts, I've talked about various ways in which uh, coronavirus is sort of spurring terrorists on to attack. Um, so far, really, there hasn't been anything. Well, there were a couple of attacks that were stopped at the last minute in the States, but there hasn't been a major attack that was uh, caused by the propaganda of terrorists, you know, urging lone wolves to attack because we're not paying attention. Our attention is totally diverted to coronavirus. I mean, it's ironic because on the one hand, you know, we're sick of hearing about coronavirus. <laughs> and on the other hand, um, we can't help but be glued to any kind of information about it. So um, the irony is that the coronavirus is really uh, not only the fact that we are, our attention is diverted and now we're in quarantine, so we're all getting fat and lazy <laughs> besides being focused on coronavirus. Um, but it's also the coronavirus itself that is a wake-up call to terrorists to create a bioweapon, putting aside for a minute the question of whether it is a bioweapon uh, itself, but it is making life easier for, for terrorists to realize, you know, it's one thing to ram your car into uh, people, pedestrians on the sidewalk, or to do knife attacks on the sidewalk, or, um, or even uh, suicide bombs, you know, um, or to go on an airplane, all of these different things. But, but it's a lot uh, simpler in some ways to just take a, an agent of bioterrorism and spread that around. I mean, when this started happening, uh, I have been saying that uh, this is like this is a terrorist dream. What has been happening to us? The impact of coronavirus. It has filled, um, immobilized, um, destroyed the economies of the United States, Europe, the West, and you know it is hard to. Um, it, <laughs> It's really strange that this, and, and ironic, I know I keep using the word ironic, but <laughs> I like irony. Um, you know, this, this came from a lab in Wuhan, China. There is no question about that. There is still a question about whether it was uh, meant to be bioterrorism, although that laboratory, the Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, is... A, a, a laboratory that develops bioweapons. I think really that um, it's just that people are afraid to acknowledge, really, uh, to face the fact that perhaps it was a bioweapon from China because we, we have gotten complacent and dependent on China. 
to you know to not be an enemy to not be some a country that would that would send us that would cause a, a, a terror attack of any sort and um, and again we're not, I'm not talking about the Chinese people per se we're talking about the Communist Chinese Party and I think America and the rest of the world really uh, because of greed has gotten very you know it's the the number one example is Apple. I mean, Apple makes so much money uh, on all kinds of all kinds of technical things: phones, computers, laptops. You know all the things that laptops that laptop that Apple makes. Why on earth does lap? <laughs> why on earth does Apple have to have their products made in China? I mean, there's a there's a quick and easy answer. It's because it's cheaper. But um, why, it's just greed, really, because um, America, and I know your people are listening to this podcast from all over the world, um, so whatever country you're in, you know, it's important to, to support the economy of your country. So anyhow, um, so there really is... Uh, I, I talked in a previous podcast about lawsuits against China that have begun. It's called Suing China. Um, that Those are going forward, you know. Um, I was just reading a story the other day about a man, a 58-year-old man in New York, who had had a car accident and had a his pelvis injured. And um, so he ended up in a rehab hospital or rehab uh, facility and of course you know just like assisted living facilities any kind of old age facility as well as rehab facilities are prime beds of coronavirus because governments uh, depending upon what state you're in but in too many states the uh, orders have been to send elderly people um, back to their um, to their, you know, assisted living place or a nursing home or wherever they came from with coronavirus, even though those places are not at all equipped to, um, to take care of people like that. And really, you know, it was a death trap. And you have to wonder whether these kinds of things were done on purpose. Well, um, so getting back to the color codes, um, it's kind of, Ironic one because of you know this question of whether in fact coronavirus was a was a uh, bioterrorist uh, an agent of bioterrorism because that's the kind of lab that it came from where at least pretty most people are agreeing that it wasn't from some animal in the uh, market in Wuhan but rather that it came either on purpose or by accident by carelessness from the Wuhan Wuhan lab. So anyway, as I was saying about this man, so he ended up in, in a rehab place and um, he ended up dying because of the way that people with COVID were sent back to places like that. I mean, these are, these are tragedies. Um, all the people who are dying are getting sick. I mean, particularly dying are tragedies, tragic stories. So, um, so with this whole issue of bioterrorism, uh, of, of terrorists waking up to the effectiveness of bioterrorism, bringing um, countries to their knees, 
then um, you know the, the experts are warning that this is now going to be a, a preferred kind of way for a lot of terrorists. For the for terrorists that aren't as sophisticated, they could just find uh, coronavirus, which now is all over the world. Or for for um, terrorist organizations that are more sophisticated, they are able to make either mutations or other kinds of bioweapons because you know it, it. I mean the the effectiveness is just so much more. Um, it's overwhelming as compared to some of the other kinds of lone wolf attacks. Well. Um, I will uh, talk more about this and get into the color-coded systems when we come back. You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about double trouble, uh, using the terrorism alert levels for COVID. Well, now let me, t- let me remind you about the 9-11 uh, Homeland Security Advisory System. It was, you know, of course, created in response to the attacks of 9-11. And um, it was created on March 11th of 2002. That was when it was announced. Um, and it was, it was actually, um, you know, it really helped to calm people more than make them nervous because it seemed to have uh, things in a very organized kind of way, in a very uh, intuitive kind of way, you know, with red being the worst, severe, the most um, most severe kind of threat, and then going, you know, going from the hottest co- colors, uh, red, orange, yellow, blue, green, to the coldest colors, green. So um, it was created by the Homeland Security Presidential Directive in March 2002. And um, it was meant to be able to communicate with everybody in America um, regarding the risk of terrorist attacks. And to, to, it was to the people, to the American people, and also to federal, state, and local authorities. And it was really, it was really neat. I mean... I mean, neat in two ways, you know, cool, neat, and neat in its uh, simplicity, really. So, um, these each of the different levels triggered specific kinds of actions um, by the federal agencies and state and local governments, and security at some airports and other public facilities. Um, it was called, the media called it the terror alert level, and it was ultimately replaced in April of 2011, but that was more political than, than a good idea. I'll get to that. So let me tell you about, um, about these levels. It was, the top level red, severe, um, is meant to be, you know, the, the severest risk, of course, of a terror attack. And um, 
and this, the orange was high, a high risk of terror attack, uh, elevated yellow, significant risk of a terrorist attack, uh, blue was guarded, a general risk of terrorist attacks. I mean, they were hoping really to, uh, to keep it ultimately at guarded, but that didn't happen. And then low, uh, low risk of terrorist attacks. I don't think that we have ever, <laughs> I, I don't think we have ever been low, or if we were, um, that was a mistake. Um, so now in 2011, it was replaced uh, by the National Terrorism Advisory System. Uh, similar, same idea, terrorism threat advisory scale used by the um, U.S. government, U.S. Department of Homeland Security in 2011, uh, after, you know, George Bush's uh, original threat level that I just talked about uh, was criticized. But, you know, it's so ridiculous. It was criticized for political reasons, um, not because, you know, not because uh, it was a bad idea. Um, and, well, they did say that, you know, we want a more specific system. Okay, great. Um, because the other one they complained is being vague and ineffective. And, um, but they, and they have rarely changed since they were put into uh, effect from yellow elevated to an orange high. Um, but some people said it was these, this uh, color-coded system was better at causing Americans to be scared rather than telling us the reason and how to proceed and for how long to be on alert. So the, the reason why I'm so cynical about, you know, uh, well, first of all, I like things, as I was saying at the beginning, I like things to be simple because when you're in a panic, uh, if there's a terror attack, you are not going to want to study all the details of these things. But it was announced, um, uh, the, 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 um, this, this, um, this new system that doesn't really seem to, it was announced on, on January 27th, uh, 2011 by Homeland Security, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Napolitano. Um, and it was, you know, <laughs> it was in time to complement Barack Obama's 2011 State of the Union address. That is why I am cynical about it which occurred two days earlier. So, you know, basically it was to show that President Obama was better than President Bush. He had made some improvements. Um, now, in 2015, uh, a new, another color or another level was added, an intermediate threat level. So, um, that was added because it was considered to be a new phase. And this came about after the November 2015 Paris attacks and the 2015 San Bernardino attack. And um, this, uh, uh, this is because of the continue, like they finally realized that, you know, the terrorism was not going away after 9-11. And we needed to have a kind of intermediate phase, which would basically keep the people um, aware that uh, 
you, that there's an ongoing threat, basically. And um, and now you know this this higher threat level, medium, um, uh, intermediate, is is considered. You know, I, I, when they first developed the color coded system, they were hoping, presumably, that they, it would eventually be uh, down to the yellow and green. You know, low and guarded. And in 2015, when they added intermediate, they realized that we can't, you know, be caught off guard. Um, so now alerts are under the categories of elevated, intermediate, or imminent. So no, <laughs> no low or no um, terrorist threat. So, uh, and, you know, depending upon the level, so this puts into effect various uh, actions by the government and, um, you know, as I was saying, at the airport and so on. Now, the UK, uh, COVID, now we're going to COVID, and you're going to see how it's very similar. The UK, first of all, it's similar in colors. We start off with red, then we go orange, then we go yellow, and then, um, well, it's kind of, this is a, this has a slightly different color than, uh, it's a greenish and a bluish. <laughs> um, they changed it actually to where blue is the bottom. But anyhow, cold colors, it's okay. It's that you get the point. So um, for, now this is for COVID. So they modeled it after the 9-11 original, the 9-11 uh, color-coded terrorist alert system. Um, and you know, I think this is a good idea. And for the UK, they have the, the fifth or highest, the red level, is critical. And it says this level would require a strict lockdown and means the virus is spreading fast and has overwhelmed the National Health Service. Um, Nightingale Hospital is in operation. Full severe lockdown in action imposed by law. So those are those are the um, extra hospitals. So the you know pinch pinch hitter hospitals that are also being added. So that is that's the strictest. Then severe. This is the level the UK is currently at, and means the National Health Service is stretched but coping. Nationwide lockdown imposed by law. Uh, then three, the yellow. Substantial. This means the virus is in general circulation and the National Health Service is operating at extra capacity. Partial lockdown in place. Then we have uh, green, which is moderate. This means there is a low level of virus transmission and the National Health Service is operating normally. Some precautionary measures will be taken to stop further spread. And then the last one, safe. No coronavirus detected in the UK, no restrictions necessary. Well, I think it's going to be a long time in coming till we get to that bottom level. Well, when we come back, I'm going to talk about um, the color-coded system that is um, occurring in Dallas, Texas. And it's a lot more detailed than what I just read to you um, for the UK, although I'm sure the UK has more details, um, you know, for each level that the, um, that the government and the various people who have to take actions are aware of. But in terms of the public, 
it's keeping it nice and simple and uh, and clear. So as I said, when we come back, we'll go to Dallas. You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking about double trouble, using the terrorism alert levels for COVID. It's 9-11 all over again. This is undoubtedly, at least unconsciously, uh, reminding people of the color-coded system that we had right after 9-11. And that is undoubtedly fueling some of the criticisms of it, but I'm talking now about the system in Dallas. The UK uh, table was um, five, had five levels, whereas the system, the alert system, had five levels, whereas in Dallas it has four levels, but um, super, super (laughs) detailed. Now, um, the point, of course, for the chart in Dallas is to help the people understand how and when they can safely return to normal life, if that is ever going to happen, uh, amid the coronavirus pandemic. So there are four color-coded risk levels. And again, we start with the hot color, uh, red, and then orange, then yellow, and then green. Um, and the current status of Dallas is apparently red. Now, of course, by the time you're hearing this, it might might have gone down some. Um, and so red means that you're, they are supposed to continue social distancing and only venture out of their homes for essential goods and services and about 100 more restrictions, which I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about some of them. Now, um, the chart has, of course, just like not with 9-11, uh, the chart has drawn some backlash because some people are saying that the restrictions were overly intense. I think a lot of people don't realize that they are, um, you know, that it is uh, precipitating or triggering the PTSD from 9-11. But some did say that um, they at least noted that it was like the 9-11 system. Um, they weren't necessarily aware that that's why they didn't like it, you know, that, uh, that it was reminding them of 9-11. Um, we are still suffering from PTSD from 9-11, by the way, some of us more than others, depending on part of where you lived and how and whether it impacted you personally. But um, we are all, uh, we have still been affected by, which, by things that, um, are going to be exacerbated, color-coded system or not, by uh, COVID. Be- things like um, obesity brought on by 9-11 because we were, we were comforting ourselves with comfort food, uh, drinking too much, some people taking drugs, um, depression, anxiety, suicide, all of these wonderful things that have, got, if you look at tables, statistical tables, you will see 
that the things that I've mentioned and other things like for teenagers cutting and a whole bunch of um, self-destructive kinds of behaviors uh, have increased since 9-11. It is not a coincidence. And now adding coronavirus to this, you know, we have all, we, <laughs> we still have an, an obesity epidemic, for example. We haven't cured that. And now we're adding coronavirus to it. Um, I think people are going to be taking two, up to two seats in planes. The uh, social distancing is going to be even harder. Um, so anyhow, getting back to Dallas. Uh, so my point is that, yes, it's triggering our PTSD. Um, so the, the uh, red level, the highest level, uh, indicates it's the highest risk, just like, you know, with uh, terrorism, the highest risk for community transmission of the virus. Orange is, um, oh, well, and, and I should say that not only is it the highest risk for community transmission, but they call it stay home, stay safe. Then orange, which is moderate risk of transmission in the community, they call that extreme caution. Then um, yellow for low risk of transmission within the community, that is called proceed carefully, or that's the directions. Um, and then green for the new normal risk, and they, that advice is new normal until vaccine. You know, I don't know. I, uh, I really worry about this whole um, thinking, you know, thinking that waiting for a vaccine, uh, the virus isn't waiting. I think we need to have, I mean, yes, hopefully and presumably there will be a vaccine at some point. Um, but but I, I think maybe uh, people are... People are, are waiting to get on with their life, uh, waiting to have a vaccine to get on with their life. So then each of these levels uh, includes rules for basic activities like going to restaurants, traveling, attending events such as concerts and religious services. Um, and it uh, drew some backlash, as I was saying, because some people said the restrictions were overly intense. And, um, and let's see, I mean, it would take forever for me to redo all the details of these levels, so I'm going to pick out the highlights. Um, now, before they, now this is interesting, before, the, uh, uh, before Dallas, I mean, that's the Dallas uh, uh, threat level that I'm talking to you about, so for them, uh, and this is actually mirrored in the CDC requirements, but the CDC is even those levels of getting to phase one and two and three and what you have to do, what each city or county has to do to get into the program of going down, you know, in the levels, in other words, going to a, a, a less restrictive level is, is really um, unreasonably high. So for Dallas, they also have restrictions, but it seems to be a little looser. Um, the, what they say is each level of guidance after red becomes less restrictive 
and corresponds to improvement in the COVID epidemic indicated by having fewer hospital ICU admissions and deaths. So fewer hospital admissions, fewer ICU admissions, and fewer deaths. After 14 days of improvement in these indicators, the risk will be downgraded from red to orange. Then, if the metrics are met for another 14 days, the level can be safely downgraded from orange to yellow, and so on. Um, but then they have this caveat for each level. People should still practice basic prevention measures, such as wearing face masks in public, and they should evaluate their own risk and the risk of others in their household before deciding to ease the restrictions. Now, the Dallas County Judge, Clay Jens Jenkins, um, made the point that this system is for guidance purposes. He says, it's your decision. This is a guidance. These are recommendations from doctors. These aren't orders. So good for him and good for Dallas. You know, even though this is a little, these things are a little complicated, so I'll read to you. Um, you know, <laughs> unlike California, where things are pretty draconian, um, he is being, and Dallas is being more reasonable. Um, okay, so they have people criticizing it, however, on Twitter. Uh, for example, a woman said that the chart bears striking similarity to the terror alert system, you know, from 9-11. From um, and... She, she wrote, uh, Jenkins, she, she complained about this, uh, this, I don't know why she complained about him, Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins. He was saying they're not laws, they're just guidance. But in any case, she said, um, Jenkins is playing a very dangerous game. He and those experting under his thumb have deliberately decided to use a color-coded system that mimics the U.S. governments for terrorism sick. This is such, oh, well, this is like a class, <laughs> classic example of how we are still in denial of terrorism, you know, that it's an ongoing threat. And I know it's hard to get your head around um, the idea that, you know, when I talk about how the terrorists are, are not um, giving up or they haven't uh, gone away, um, because it's hard to imagine having a, a color-coded system for terrorism at the same time as you're having a color-coded system for coronavirus. Can you imagine that? The two color-coded systems combining? I mean, I guess you couldn't combine them, but you'd have to look at each one separately. That's another way to drive us crazy. Um, okay, so she said, the most frightening thing about the color-coded chart is that it perpetuates the falsehood that safer at home keeps people safe. Um, she said, see, COVID-19 is not going away and a vaccine is not a cure. Um, Safer at Home was intended to spread the infections out in a manner that wouldn't overload our health system. Safer at Home was never intended to stop infections. That was never intended because it's not possible. The chart is a lie designed to paralyze the people of Dallas County with fear. She should live in California. She should be grateful, folks. Anybody listening to this who lives in Dallas, you should be grateful because it is a lot worse in California. Now, um, 
uh, what else? Another. Now, funny. So these were all tweets that I was just reading to you. Um, let's see. Now, another person, Richard Koch, um, he tweeted that I would say that people seem to feel that the freedom to make choices for themselves is the utmost priority. No math required. The colored chart is more misinformation and another attempt at controlling the population of Dallas County. Now, um, then somebody else responded, no, it's not an order, it's only a recommendation. You know, people are, of course, on Twitter, social media, of course, uh, arguing with each other. Um, the, uh, let me just give you, you know, just some examples for the red, uh, the high community risk, going to a restaurant, avoid dining, avoid dine in eating and limit to drive through, uh, curbside takeout or delivery. Uh, make sure the staff is wearing masks and so on. Then as compared to the new, the normal, the normal is actually a little scary too. <laughs> it's not like uh, going back to how things were. The normal for, um, uh, for Dallas is dine-in restaurants operating under proper safety precautions for staff and customers. Then going shopping under red limit trips to once a week or as necessary, avoid all but essential, essential shopping and so on. Same thing for red. Now one of the things, oh, travel and tourism, uh, eliminate non-essential travel if you're in red. I mean, it's a whole, I'm just reading the uh, highlights. It's, there's a ton of details for each thing. Um, avoid group settings in regard to events and entertainment. Um, for out, visiting outdoor entertainment like zoos and concerts, not recommended. I'm talking about the red. Movie theaters, not recommended. Um, now, the thing that really bothers me is attending religious services and funerals. Um, for red, it's saying avoid in-person attendance. You can have live streaming or other social media-based platforms for the continuance of faith practices. Uh, you know, I, I, when it comes to religion, I think it's really uh, stepping on our rights a lot more than, you know, whether we can go to the zoo. Um, and then, then there's things about uh, using personal services like barbershops, nail salons, not recommended under RID. This is, we're all going to come out uh, looking like cavemen. That's going to be the result here. So let me tell you, um, I'll end with this tweet that someone wrote in, in Dallas. Um, he was, let's see, he was, um, he, he's a reporter for the Dallas Morning News, Jesus Jimenez, and his way of uh, critiquing the uh, the color chart in Dallas was he said he wrote like Dallas County I too have a color coded guide for getting through this pandemic and he posted a picture of his um, refrigerator or his freezer and he has uh, frozen food so there's green uh, a, a package that's in green chicken enchiladas poblano then in purple, chicken biryani, and in blue, chicken tikka masala. <laughs> I think he has the right idea 
We all need to keep our sense of humor and um, make our own decisions. We can use these things for guidance, but make our own decisions. Well, thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.